It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Pocket Cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools. For free and answer questions for your shot at a share of 10 grand in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Levi's to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer. DraftKings.com for details. Here we go. Thursdays with the Maestro, VEASAN host and the VP of Circa Resort and Casino, the Golden Gate and the D in downtown Las Vegas. Mike Palm joins the studio. Good morning, Maestro. How are you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Mike. Good morning to Ossipee, New Hampshire, our loyal Nesson family watching Cockeysville, Maryland, all of our family in Masson, Crown Point, Indiana, Peekaboo Marquee. We see you, St. John's, Newfoundland. Ooh. Good morning, Canada, Roger Sportsnet. Switzvale, Pennsylvania, everybody listening to Pittsburgh area on AT&T, and Chula Vista, California, sunrise over spectrum. Okay, let's go July 4th, fireworks out of the gates to begin this hour. Okay. Remind people what happened to you earlier this season when you tried to bet Josh Hader to win the National League Cy Young, and you're telling us something more egregious happened at a sports book recently to you. Yeah, I tried to bet Hader. Uh, I wanted to bet it was seventy to one at a book here in Las Vegas, and I went up to the counter, asked for four hundred. To shorten the story, it, you know, it spun for eight minutes, and they said we'll take a hundred, and if you'd like another hundred, it's fifty to one now. So this is this is Saturday morning. I'm at home. 
It's 4.30 in the morning, and it's uh, Everton and Villa Park, uh, and Aston Villa from yeah. Villa Park. So I'm watching the game. Everton can't score. They're, no. ba- they're bad, right? They're, they're very bad. Um, Aston Villa uh, scores the 31st minute to go up one nothing. So I'm, I'm on my apps. I'm looking at the end game numbers. 35th minute, under 2.5 is minus 115. So I place a wager, and it's accepted. So it, the amount of the wager is really irrelevant. But let's just say it's 3x. You know, whether it's 30, 300, or 3,000, not relevant. But let's say it's to win 3x, right? Okay. So I watch to halftime now, right? So it's 5.30 in the morning. I check, I check at halftime now, under 2.5 now, minus, minus 155, right? It's moved 40 cents in the last 11 minutes of the half with no goal. I go about doing other things. Right? I'm trying to catch up because the billions is going to start again, right? So I'm going back and watching some episodes from the first two years just to refresh myself with the story. So now I pick it back up. It's like the 55th minute, still one nothing. So now I know around the 62nd or 63rd minute, I want to check because now the total will be down to one and a half, and it won't be that bad of a price. Right. You're all over if, this. If I, if, I, if I can wait it out and get plus 115 over one and a half, I have a total free roll on two, right? I, I don't know if I want to go that far. So now it's the 65th minute, and I'm on my app, and I'm looking European soccer, and there's no, there's no in-play bar. I said, what, what's going on here? So I log out. I log back out. I thought maybe, you know, I'm timed out or something. Still no in-play bar. Oh, and by the way, I noticed that my account balance is back to what it was before I made the bet. So now I go into my account history. They canceled the bet and refunded the money. Wow. And now we're in the 66th minute. It's still one to nothing. So I start. Oh. I'm, I'm not, hey, hold on. Is the 40-cent move common? With yeah. 10 minutes, 11 yeah. minutes? Yeah. That's appropriate. That was the That's right one. appropriate. Okay, okay gotcha. It's appropriate. Okay, gotcha. Because you're also getting through the added time at the end of the first uh-huh. half. Gotcha. So right. it's more like a 13-minute move, okay. right? Okay, we established that. Got it. So now I get to the live chat because I figure if I phone, no one's going to answer, right? It's 6 in the morning. Sure. So we get to the live chat, the person, you know, what's your name? What, what's the issue? I said, I've made a live bet and it's been canceled. How could it be canceled? Give me all the information. So she says, well, I assume it's a she because it's listed as like a female name. But a lot of times this is AI, but this clearly wasn't AI. Okay. She said, I need to call the traders and find out what happened. So she, she comes back and she says, uh, yes, we refunded the money because uh, that game wasn't mapped. I said, what does that mean? That game wasn't mapped. She said, well, that game was never supposed to be open for in-play, in-play? betting. Oh. And so when the traders noticed that they had accepted a wager, they canceled the bet. I said, well, but how can you cancel the bet? I said, I made an appropriate bet at the right price. She goes, but you should have never been able to make the bet. So okay, the, but the it was bet. available and it was <laughs> on the board. Do that. I said, the bet, and by this point, it's now the 73rd minute, huh. 75th minute. It's still one to nothing. I said, my ticket has intrinsic value now uh, to my ticket now where I could make a wager on over one and a half if I had this position, but I can't. She said, you're not understanding. The bet wasn't supposed to be taken. I said, but you took the bet. I had the money at risk. I had risk. You had risk. You cannot say this is palpable error. You book live on the EPL all the time. Yep. You cannot say it's the wrong price. 115, 110, 120, the right price. Right. As a guy who bets yes. soccer for a living, basically, sure. you do this every yes. day of your life. You yes. know the prices. I know the prices. Exactly right. Well, I got two things. Number one, why wouldn't you have it up? Because you do it all the time. Plus, it's the only thing going on at 5 in the morning. It's the only did, live did, event did, going on. Did you ask what if there were two quick goals? So I said <laughs> this is the equivalent of me making a bet when the game is 2 nothing in the third inning, under 8.5, and, and now in the seventh inning at 2 nothing, you cancel the bet. Uh-huh. 
She said, it has nothing to do with whether you're winning or losing the bet. I said, please cite the rule that you're using here to cancel this bet, which they couldn't do. Now, I have no monetary claim because there's two goals. In the 86th and 87th yeah. minute, it would have lost. So I have no monetary claim here. It's just the point, how can you cancel a live bet? And certainly if I had that bet live, I would have gone over one and a half. Now, I wouldn't have hit the middle. I would have uh-huh. broke even on the game. Right, or maybe right. I lose a little if I, if I take 40% of the bet, original sure. bet. But it's just unfathomable to me, and I still haven't gotten an explanation on how they're allowed to so, do that. And they would never explain to you like how the, board was on, how the game was on the board no. in the first place. No. Well, somebody's got to be responsible for what allowing that? that to be available what to that? bet in play. No. But, but they took it. Right. It's just like us taking a bet on the Aces game <laughs> last night and saying, oh, but, but wait, we didn't want to book WNBA today. Yes. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. That should not have been up. Right. Right. It wasn't well, supposed not- to be mapped. Don't you understand? Mapped. It wasn't supposed to be mapped. You, you never you, heard you, of that. Mapped. No, no. It's not palpable error either. You're it right. It cannot it be palpable no, error. It cannot be. They booked right. this sport and it's the right price. Right. It wasn't plus $4 when no. you bet it or anything no, like that. No, it's the exact so, right price. Do you take a screen grab of the bets that you make? I have And I have, I have screen grabs of the whole text conversation. Oh, do too. you really? Yes. I screen grab every bet yes. that I make. I do too. So does Amal. I only started doing it because Amal told me two years ago, you got it. You've got it because things change. You've got it. You've got it. If they change the price on you, uh, you have to have it. So I take it when it's that green, you know, when it puts your bet out. Yes. yes, Right. So I have that picture until the bet settles. Once it's official. Then I, yeah, once it's official, then I delete those pictures. I would recommend that for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have pictures of how the bet was, but even in the account history, the bet in the account history, the bet made, the bet in the account history. Yep. I wish I'd have screenshotted the, the halftime number. You know what I mean? I didn't didn't at the time ever think they were going to pull it off the board, though. Yeah. I wish I would have been able to show still at halftime the number was up. It's not like they accepted it and two seconds later canceled it. Yeah. yeah you, you would have won that case. Yeah. If the bet would have won. Yeah. You but won. I don't have a claim. Yeah, got it. So I had something happen to me. It may have been the same book. It wasn't making a bet. I was actually loading my account this week with money. <sighs> and I was loading 100 after 100 into, into the account. Into a kiosk? Into a kiosk. Uh-huh. And when I got to like around the thousand dollar mark, it the machine the kiosk shut down, and it came it popped back on. It went dark. It popped back on and said this machine's temporarily out of service. So then I know I know exactly how much money I had on me, and I know how much money I funded at that time, and how much I was going to put in. I looked at my account; they shorted me. So that last hundred that I put in when the machine went dark, they never they never gave me credit for it. So then that was a 60 to 90. It was a 90 minute process oh, to, to try to, to get somebody. that 100. And they told me, you need to stay put where you're at. I'm like, I, okay. I got a million things I got to do. I can't stay here all day. I've got another story for later in the day from the same book. I bet under, I bet under three and a half in a Mexican soccer game. And I laid a big price, like 260. It's in the 65th minute, it was two nothing. So I laid a big price to win like a couple hundred bucks, right? So <laughs> now. So now I'm later in the night, I'm looking, I'm like, my account balance is off again. Don't tell me they took the money out from this morning. But I looked, they graded it a loser. I watched the entire game. There were three goals. There wasn't any even disallowed. So now here I go again. I got to get back on the live chat. Why is this? And I give them the bet number. Why is this marked a loser? It's under three and a half. The total was three nothing. They actually came back and said it was four nothing. I said, what do you mean it was four nothing? I watched it. They said, well, we have it at four nothing. I took see I took what ESPN is- I took Google I screenshotted every accounting of the game with the goals that and this right and sent them all these screenshots I said the game is three nothing let alone I watched the entire you game are- it was three nothing they said we will check on this four hours later they reversed it four hours, four hours later hours. it took four hours later I got the money back in the account 
90 minutes. Do they say that's a regular occurrence when the kiosk you shuts down? You know those down? kiosks have a max bill in them, and they shut down when okay. you hit a certain amount. That's oh, what you said it. Like, okay. we can set it at Circa where, yep. we, where we shut it off. So the oh. bartender at this place mm-hmm. actually said, she told me flat out, you would have no idea how often this happens on a Saturday or Sunday during the football season when everybody comes here and loads it. Yep. And the, at some point, it just says, we can't accept yep. any more money. No and more money will go, go in. It, no, it will not. Nope. That's it. That's right. It's, it's it's limit and it, go, it goes dark. <laughs> it says temporarily out of service. Yep. We used to have that problem when we had the other provider at the Golden Gate. The mach- it would shut down, especially like March Madness and Super Bowl. People are loading their accounts up and it shuts down. Max bills. Something that you would never yeah. predict? No. Wow. You would never imagine is a thing. No. Good story. We right? come out hot fiasco. You ever been in the ATM and they take your card? The card won't come out? Uh, yes, I am. That's yes, happened I am. to me. Oh, that's yep. fun. <laughs> that's a good time, isn't it? Oh, my it's God. No, horrific. No panic sets it's like losing it. your phone. Yes, it you is. You lose yeah. your ATM because we know who, not a lot of people carry cash anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you access it. You guys going to get to 8,000 in Survivor here? Now, come on. Stop <laughs> with that. That, that lunacy. The new the new predictions are seventy two hundred and forty one hundred. That's the that's the new prediction. That then. so three thousand more in Survivor. Yes. Wow. Seventy one forty two. Okay, so that's down a thousand from last week when the numbers were showing like eight. Yeah, but it was more like that was the week before when Jeff was citing that, where it's like eight. By last week when I was on, it was seventy six. Now it's seventy one. We got a long way to go. Remember, with yep. two weeks left, when you're trying to get three thousand, so now we're we got nine thousand more to go. Yeah, with three weeks left, we'll Semi- see. Seminars big. Sign up yeah. weekend air big yeah. for you. Oh yes, right. yeah. lacquer. Sean King. Sean had a nice tweet about it. He he said, "Why did you get me fired by intercepting that ball?" Urlacher said, "You hit me between the numbers. What could I do?" <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, it's follow the money here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. We'll continue here with the Maestro uh, Thursdays with the Maestro Mike Palm, VP of Circus Sports, Veasan host as well. Uh, the biggest gaffes of the previous week with no hyperbole coming up next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Recent college football guide is out now. NFL guide drops next week. Bet smarter this season. Profile of every team. Trends, power ratings, win total recommendations. Adam Burke on his uh, ratings. And Adam Kramer. Top 10 must-see games. The only way to get access this year to the both betting guides is an all-access subscriber. The discounted rate and everything we you, we offer through the end of the Super Bowl for 175 but for $40 a month, see everything VSIN has up your betting game. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Let's rumble. No bias. You will respect my daughter. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Palm. I am the smartest man. All right, top three this week, and we'll start with number three, Wailing in Wales. Swansea City took on Millwall, an English Championship League competition on Tuesday at Swansea.com Stadium in Wales. There were plenty of reasons to back the home side in this affair. Swansea had only lost once in its last 11 meetings with Millwall, and Swansea had not conceded a goal to Millwall in their last three matchups. The affair started swimmingly for Swansea as Ryan Manning drilled one past Millwall keeper Bartosz Balkowski just 45 seconds into the affair. Twelve minutes later, Michael Obafemi curled one into the bottom left corner, and it was 2-0 Swansea less than a quarter hour into the match. And that's how it would stay through 90 minutes. In fact, Swansea dominated the run of play, having over 60% possession and nine shots on goal, compared to Millwall's one shot on goal. 
Five minutes of extra time were added, and Swansea backers were surely headed to the window. They had a two-goal lead, and Millwall hadn't scored on them in the last six hours of competition. And no Millwall player would find the back of the net in added time either, and yet the Swansea plus 120 tickets could only be used to line the rubbish. <laughs> For in the 93rd minute, Swansea defender Ben Cabango tipped a Millwall cross past his own keeper to narrow the deficit to 2-1. Then, on the very last kick of the game, Following a failed clearance by Swansea after a Millwall corner, the visitor sent a desperate cross from outside the box on the right, and as the ball sailed past the goal, it appeared all hope was lost for Millwall. But out of nowhere appeared Swansea defender Nathan Wood to head it into his own goal and steal two points from his own team and the hearts out of the chests of Swansea backers. The stunned silence in Wales hasn't been that deafening since Richard Burton remarried Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Number two, you'll not see nothing like the mighty Rob Manfred. Due to the labor impasse this spring, Major League Baseball abbreviated spring training, adding doubleheaders, reducing days off, and continuing their regular season until Wednesday, October 5th. Normally, the regular season would always end on a Sunday, and we would have the winner-take-all wildcard games on Tuesday and Wednesday. This year, we have a new expanded 12-team playoff format with three division champs and three wildcards in each league. Also gone is the one-game winner-take-all format. Instead, we have best two-of-three series with all three games at the ballpark of the higher-seeded team. Now, since the regular season ends on Wednesday and you must leave Thursday for any one-game tiebreakers, the wild-card round will start on Friday. All four games, game ones will be played on Friday. Absolutely terrific. All four game twos will be played on Saturday. Not really ideal. We have a lot of passionate college football fans listening and Week 6 features Texas A&M at Alabama, the Red River rivalry between the Sooners and the Longhorns from the Texas State Fair, and the Holy War, BYU versus Notre Dame from the cathedral that is known as Allegiant Stadium right here in Las Vegas. But now what about potential Game 3s? You know where I'm headed. Would Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred schedule them on Monday? Would he stagger them, possibly two on Sunday and two on Monday? Of course not. He will run potentially four deciding Game 3s right up against Week 5 of the NFL schedule. This could be the first time in history more than two Major League Baseball playoff games were played on an NFL Sunday. This is a content manager's nightmare. But could we expect anything less from Bozo the Manfred? I'm sure he'll do everything in his power to make sure the Phillies are playing at the same time as the Eagles, the Rays are playing at the same time as the Buccaneers, the Braves are playing at the same time as the Falcons, the Guardians are playing at the same time as the Browns, the Twins are playing at the same time as the Vikings, the White Sox are playing at the same time as the Bears, and the Orioles are playing at the same time as the Ravens. And maybe the Mariners playing at the same time as the Seahawks. And number one, courage, character, loyalty, and deny, deny, deny. It's ironic that on last week's countdown, we discussed the egregiously large strike zones and the Little League Regionals. Well, last Thursday, we saw an even bigger travesty and miscarriage of justice. Oregon met Washington in the Northwest Regional Final in, America, in the great, beautiful Pacific Northwest city of San Bernardino, California. The game went to extra innings with a score tied 2-2 in the bottom of the seventh. Washington had a runner on first with two outs. The batter hit a chopper down the third baseline. The third base umpire raised both arms as the ball bounced past him, indicating foul. The fielders from Bend, Oregon stopped playing as they saw a clear foul ball indication. The Washington coaches encouraged the runner from first to continue, and he circled the bases. Could the game really be over? Could the kids from Oregon really have their dreams dashed by a foul ball? After some discussion, the umpires went to the replay. 
The home plate umpire indicated that he had ruled it a fair ball on the field, and the replay was simply to review whether the ball was fair or foul. After a short review, the decision was announced emphatically by the home plate umpire. The ball is fair. He scores. He should have continued. And get your stuff out of here, Ben Oregon. All right, let's address this dispassionately. First, when a batted ball makes contact with the ground before first or third base, it is the home plate umpire's call on fair foul. The home plate umpire ruled the ball fair on the field, although there is no good camera angle from ESPN showing a physical signal by the home plate umpire. Next, the third base umpire clearly indicated foul by raising both arms, even though it wasn't his call. His body language gave further credence to the call as he casually walked towards home plate after he gave the foul signal. The fielders from Oregon, specifically third baseman, shortstop, and left fielder, all quit on the play after the foul signal. We've seen this before in Major League Baseball, most recently in a game between the Giants and D-backs in Arizona. When umpires ruled a foul ball actually fair after review, the the umpires then must determine which bases the runner and batter would have gained had the correct call been made at the time. Is this a science? No, but using their judgment is the best solution. In this case, I believe the runner would have been awarded third base and the batter second, and Washington would have continued hitting with second and third and two outs. But alas, the decision was made as if the third base umpire never ruled foul and the game was over. The next day, Little League Baseball issued a statement regarding the ending of the game. Quote, in the final play of the 2022 Little League Baseball Northwest Region Championship game, Despite the on-field conclusion, the official call on the field was a fair ball by the home plate umpire. Ultimately, upon video review, there was no clear and concise evidence to determine whether the ball was fair or foul, and the fair ball call was sustained. While we regret any confusion at the end of the game, we remain supportive of the volunteers who were involved in this matter. The Oregon coach petitioned his team be added as an 11th team to the Little League World Series due to the bizarre ending of this game and the mistake by the third base umpire. His petition was denied. Truly an unfortunate ending for the kids from Ben. But there is one thing that really sticks in my craw about this entire episode, and it's the home plate umpire's delivery of the result of the review. It's a fair ball. He scores. The verve, the vigor, the audacity. Two umpires made conflicting calls. The replay was inconclusive. The kids from Oregon are waiting on the field with tears welling in their eyes. Read the room. Show some empathy. Don't act like Moses descending Sinai with the Ten Commandments. He could have said, I had the ball fair. It's my call. Result of the replay is the call stands and the run scores. But instead, that big demonstrative act. Terrible, shameful, and I feel bad for those kids from Ben. And that is no hyperbole. Were you watching it live? No, I was not. Okay, I so saw you... it on Twitter. Everybody was exploding on Twitter. So you, John Boy did a good job chronicling oh, the whole John thing. Oh, John Boy's amazing. It was live on ESPN. You know, yeah. Jessica Mendoza yeah, yeah. was on the call. She goes... Yeah. The umpire called it foul, and she was saying on the replay, it looks foul. they got to call it foul, and no, this whole score, it's okay. over. As a guy who's, you're clearly very passionate about this, and you've yeah. umped, I don't even know how many games in your life. Thousands. You, this, this honestly has to be one of your biggest pet peeves in all of sports. Well, now, look, so when I work first or third baseline, right, I always tell the home plate umpire, not everybody does this, but I always tell the home plate umpire, in case you get blocked out by the catcher or the runner, from my view, I'm going to turn my body that way. So if, say, a ball's down the first baseline, I saw it foul, I'll turn my shoulders to the outside. Okay. I saw it fair, I turn my shoulders to the inside to give him a clue in case An he idea. missed it. So he looks at me and he can make the call. I mean, obviously, yeah. did they, they go over the mechanics. I know they're all volunteers and they always rely on that. 
But that's shameful. They should have they should have come back the next day and put runners on second and third and played the game out. Wow. At least wow. the kids I mean they're probably gonna score the run. But at least the kids from Oregon would have felt that they had a fair shot in the game. Let me ask you this. Derek Stevens, the owner here again, he's a huge baseball guy. Yeah. If Nevada gaming allowed betting on, uh-huh. on the Little League World Series, do you think you guys would offer it here? I think we would. You would? I think we would. Why not? I mean, with smaller limits, unless yeah, they, we said we don't want to offer something with small limits. Uh-huh. But he's passionate. He's passionate about all levels of sports. And, and obviously having his son and daughter go, go up through it as well. I follow at least one person on Twitter. Never met him in my life. Oh, no. He's incredible betting Little League World <laughs> Series. <laughs> He, all of his plays are out there before the game start. You know what he's betting. <laughs> the track record's phenomenal. But I, he's like Chuck Edel with the preseason. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what he is. The specialist. How big are, how big are the numbers? What do you mean? The like, favorites. Oh, like he's betting totals. He, no, he. Uh, he you laying like two and a half, he, eight and a half runs. I mean, no, he, he cashed against somebody. He cashed like a plus two ten dog like last <laughs> week. In the regionals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in pocket plays. What we like today coming up next. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. In Pocket Plays, a uh, winner yesterday. This Padres Marlins series was good to me. Uh, I had the Padres team total first five over one and a half. That was minus one twenty-five, a five spot in the first. If Beautiful. they were only that easy every single time, yep. right? Giddy up, kid. Uh, Cronenworth with the grand slam in that one today. I'm going to get nuts. All right, uh, got to do it. So, <laughs> Padres now after this trip to the East Coast, going back home to play a night game. Darvish is on the mound. This number is. I, I know who they're facing tonight. And I could easily lose this game eight to two, whatever. But you're going to give me the Nationals at three dollars or higher right now, and I'm—I I, got to take a flyer on this. I have to take a little bit on, on Washington against Darvish. It's the Malinsky special, first game back by the way at home for the Padres. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, the Dodgers have 81 wins, yet they lost two out of three at home to the Nats. So that's you know, Kirkshen. That's <laughs> baseball. I mean, Th- yeah. This number feels like Degrom against uh, the you know, <laughs> yeah, right. The A's or you something Darvish, like that right come now. On, yeah. What are we doing here, right? All right, there you go. Good luck to you. That's uh, good fun. Yep, how about that? How does that taste? (laughs) Three-run lead in the 10th for the Rays. Bye-bye. Donaldson Grand Slam, and I couldn't get a run with the stinking Phillies against the Reds. As Suarez continues to be great on the road, I lose there one nothing. I'm not going to the penalty box though. That that is those are tough to take. Imagine that that'd have been a nice trifecta if I had the Tigers mixed in there too. Oh, but did you see that, Michael? No. Oh my God. Uh, okay, I'll take it to Brewers. I like Burns at home against Haney and uh, went against the Dodgers the other night and it won. I'll come back with Burns at home. Got to respect Burns here and a little anti Haney uh, as well. And then uh, got the bad number with the lock news. Have Seattle. But now with lockout, got the late with the COVID news, uh, four and a half. I think if you still want to take Seattle, got to go first half only. Jets over. Colts to win the division. Colts over. No tie this year, three to one, which is funky. A good prop and longest field goal under 62 and a half yards. In pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern. BetRivers.com. Who's going to make the playoffs here? With the final wild card, how do you see this playing? Or even in the American League? Well, the American three, League's up for grabs. Seattle seems to be safe now. You think so? Yeah, the schedule's so easy. How about Toronto? 
Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Tough safe. schedule. Oh, no. Not safe. Tough. How, how many teams make it out of the AL Central? Good question. <laughs> I say two. I think the runner-up gets in there. Schedule going to be playing the Kansas Cities and the Detroits. The while the Torontos gonna... and the Tampas are playing each other and the Yankees and the Red Sox. We can say Guardians what? Are the Guardians going to win the division? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, are it's tough. Twins the odd man out? I still think the White Sox have got to pull through there. I well, he had a be... team meeting, though. Did you see? He had a team, <laughs> team meeting in late August to focus okay. them. Yeah, We're go. too cocky now. They just now realize they're not going to win the Central by 13 games again in a team meeting with eight guys. You see that? Did someone really? say too cocky? Yeah. Oh, Liam my Hendricks God. Because they came want... out and said, yeah, we, we, we now figured out we're not going to roll and win the division by 13. We're, we're a little too cocky. We really got to We got to earn this. You know what that is? That's the, that's the Hawks. <laughs> That's the Atlanta Hawks. That's the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. The Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, we're yeah. not motivated. No, no, to get up to play for we're coming year. off a conference final. Yeah, we know how good we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd right. Like to, I'd like to do a little exercise with okay. you, right? Because, you know, the, the Padres, they went out and made a lot of moves. We're a sponsor of the Padres. But, you know, they're not necessarily in already. Uh, and they're two games ahead of the Brewers, right? So they're saying, well, be a hot race. the Phillies are right there. So it's like Phillies, Padres, Brewers for two spots. But, you know, they're only four and a half games ahead of the Giants, so I'd like to do this exercise with you. I'd like okay. you to draft pitchers. Okay, I'm going to give you sure. four pitchers from each team, and I want you to draft the starting starting rotation, and yeah. I'll give you the closer from each team. You can pick <clears> one. <throat> so who do you want? Who are you drafting first out of Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, uh, Radon, Webb, Wood, Cobb? Who, who are you picking first? Who's your number one pitcher there? Would you go Rodon yeah. one and then Webb? I think it comes down to three guys. It, you can you can make a case for Rodon, Webb, and Snell right now. Right uh, now, but right now, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Snell overall, was, you're drafting. Uh, you're drafting. No, I go. I go Giants. Giants. That's what I'm saying. I you know, go yeah. Rodon, Webb. It's yes. better than any Padres. And then I'd have Darvish third. You'd have Darvish ahead of us now. I don't trust him at all. I'd have him ahead of Snell. Don't, now, Snell, Snell's been great well, for the last month. He has but, been, right. Horse and I'd take Dotel right now ahead of Hader. I think something's really wrong with Hader. Oh, so do I. I something absolutely. is really wrong with Hader. So just think about it. I know, but they're four and a half games. Their lineup is, the, the, the San Francisco lineup is, is, is not as, not like the Padres, but in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. The defense is much <laughs> worse by the Giants than the Padres. But I would take two starters and the closer over them. So I, I could buy into that. I really I, could. By the way, all you need to know, just the hater struggles. That's easy to say. And like, look, there's something wrong. The Brewers are in a race for the playoffs and their division. The guy was unhittable for the first two and a half months of the season. And they said by the deadline, take him. Yeah. Take him. We don't want him. I wasn't betting 400 on Cy Young because he wasn't pitching well. Exactly he hadn't given right. up an earned run when I made the bet. Correct. He hadn't given up an earned run. Zero You're point. the one that turned me on to that first, well, listening that, to you guys. See, if that would continue, I mean, he could be in the mix, but... <laughs> Are you buying any of this Gonsolin should be alive to win the uh, NL Cy Young? I've tried to tell them all that Gonsolin's the only guy that can win it outside of Alcantara just because agree with that. you put up 19-1 and one and he could right. still get under two with the ERA again. He's top five ERA, top five whip, and you're 15-1? and one? you got to give him some respect. I don't uh, think they're going to vote for Burns again. Burns won it last year. I don't think you're going to give it to him again. I mean, I think $4 on Sandy's a fair price. I think he's that big of a favorite. Okay. Still could get hurt. I think Gonsolin's the only one with a realistic argument. I think that probably makes some sense. Although I saw El Contra at minus six fifty yesterday. Oh, oh wow. I saw him four four dollars yesterday. That's Did why you? I okay. said four dollars. And others have said, right, who broke it down beautifully. Like it was ESPN.com. We talked about this the other day. They pointed out that his numbers are so good 
that if the his underlying numbers and everything, if the Marlins were good and in the mix for maybe their division or to make the playoffs, he'd be in the mix to win the MVP in the National League. Let's not forget with his one eight six or whatever the ERA is, how many earned runs were counted against him because of the bungling in the in the field that doesn't called errors. Great call by this team. That Mets game. Great call. All those they, runs should have been won, unearned, they, and they were all earned. He would have had a double <laughs> yeah. play and got out of the inning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All hell broke loose. Yeah. Well, I could also say that, too. If you, uh, But if you take out two of the bad starts against the Mets, he's probably got a 1-3. How many or times has he started against the Mets? Seven? Yeah, I, know, I mean, right. it's every time you look, look up, he's that. pitching against the Mets. That's asinine. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not just this spot, but Gonsolin's got the same odds as Scherzer, who missed considerable amount of time. He does, yeah, Come that's on. right. Yeah, it's 15-1. Is the Diaz ship sailed? or I, I will say, Where's yeah, Diaz? it's sailed. It has I, it? Okay. I don't think he can make up enough ground. I will say, though, that ever since King Felix won this with a 13-13 and 13, the wins really don't matter, right? No, they they don't. don't. I mean, no, what, don't, Urias no. won 20 games last year. Was He was even top six no, in Cy Young voting. No. no. Meanwhile, he's won nine straight starts, too. He's definitely in the Dodgers rotation. Isn't he in the playoffs? Urias? Got to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, getting a note, by the way, the Rays, because of what happened last night in New York, all that rain pushed back, oh, yep. did not get into town until 4 a.m. Sure. Eastern time. Okay. So uh, they, they come right back in their lane. I think, uh, let me check here. It's a big number against the Royals. Royals. I think they're in the $2 range tonight. Uh, I know. That's risky business, though. I know it is. I mean, the Twins were scuffling. They swept them, no problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. Underrated underrated pickup was Tyler Molly at this at this trade deadline. I know deadline, you like huh? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's well, had that, three good starts for them. That's another one, though. The, the Twins bullpen, they've had a closer. I mean, I know they, they made the trade, but they'd have an eight-game lead at least. They blew, they blew like five games in a week and a half, and then yeah. blew they blew one against Anaheim over the weekend. Uh, you guys will take, Circa, we'll take 30,000 on preseason football games. Tonight we have the Seahawks and the Bears. Did you did anybody get down on plus five and a half that you're aware of when that news came out on Drew Locke, or were you guys ahead of that? And it felt like you guys moved that to four immediately. Yeah, I don't think that we took any big bet on that. I think we're in pretty decent shape, if that means anything. Two awful teams here. What do you make of this illegal contact emphasis? Will they continue it through the regular season or not? I do. 15 times they called it. 15? They only called it 36 times in 18 weeks last year. Two per week. Yep. Here's what I think happened. And I I will trust Mike Pereira on this, who came on on this uh, recently on this show. Mm -hmm. And he says this all the time with new rule changes. He said, this will be a thing for the first couple of weeks. People will lose their minds, (laughs) and then it will come back to the pack. And he says that every single year, and I think he's pretty much accurate every single year on this. So I would expect in the regular season, first week, first two weeks in that range, probably a high amount of the illegal contact, and then like week three, week four, now it comes back a little bit. Sometimes they call it in the preseason, and then they back off right away yeah, in the regular season. That but could this, happen. Who, who, when they said that, I give the NFL competition committee credit, because they're not afraid to try new things. And right. change. But who said... There's just not enough illegal contact fouls. <laughs> yeah. Who said the offenses need more help? I, I mean, I, I don't two years ago, we had almost 50 points a game. It was the highest scoring ever. I, I don't get it. Yeah, Tell I know. Uh-huh. It can be an innocuous thing, too. Third yeah. and 15. Oh, he well, touched That's the him. point of it. Like, first down. You're, yep. You think you're getting a punt, and it's first that's and 10. That's right. It's a that's killer. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday. That's it. This week? is the last okay. Thursday with the Maestro. It's a nice couple-year run here. But remember, you did this to me once I before. I know. And then when no more John Murray back to Thursdays. <laughs> hey, boy. Hey, I just worked. <laughs> yeah, we'll start on Wednesdays, right? And it's going to be next? Wednesdays moving forward? Yeah, Wednesday. That's okay. what I'm hearing. Okay. Um, that's the, the talk around the water cooler in the basement. Okay. You hang around the water <laughs> yeah, cooler Yeah, hanging around the water cooler downstairs. Yeah, tough to get down there nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it today. Uh, Paul Charching coming up. Thank you, by the way, Paul. You want to give him a great Good job. 
Uh, B minus. I'm a big man food friend. People, people like commented you didn't give a grade last week. Oh, did I something up? Something oh, up? Oh no, yeah, we're on the outs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, B minus. Fantasy football. <laughs> th- thank you, Mike. Paul Charchin up next. Uh, Justin Jefferson, the new number one wide receiver. Antonio Gibson. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. 
And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Picks, baby. Horse racing plays. Express bet editor-in-chief Jeremy Plunk. He usually likes some bombers. Let's go to Saratoga. In race 80, likes the five. Warrior Johnny. And in race nine. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> you like this one, too. In race nine, he likes the five. How do you make your money? Juicy, eight to one. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up today for first bet. Beeson's preferred horse racing app. Code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. With wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks, it's the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with the First Bet app. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. VEASAN.com slash horses for details on this exclusive offer. VEASAN.com slash horses. Every Thursday during the football season, it's a Hall of Famer, Paul Charchian, to talk football and fantasy, and he joins us now how about the Gibson news, my friend? Thanks for coming on. But, I mean, what do you think about Washington with Gibson if he could be in the doghouse and you want to run away from him? He's got to stop fumbling. I mean, it's, yes. the problem right now is they're not going to put up with fumbling. He fumbled last year. He fumbles. He's fumbling now. Camp fumbled in the first preseason game. That's a huge factor for him. And, frankly, his running wasn't so good that they can afford to put up with the fumbles. That You just accept it because you can't get him off the field. They're already taking him off of the field. On passing downs, that was J.D. McKissick, and the th- the worry was Brian Robinson, the rookie they drafted, built for goal line use, built for inside running in a way that Gibson isn't, and that he was going to get those carries anyway. So there might not be any fantasy player who has fallen more, and certainly no, I don't think any running back that's fallen more in the last two weeks than Antonio Gibson, who now looks like potentially a role player, if in maybe not even the starter on his team, and one fumble away from. Who knows what? So, yeah, lots of danger and trepidation right now in Washington. A terrible oh. fantasy offense anyway, but one that okay. if, you, if you're looking for other reasons to not draft your commanders, this is another one for Antonio Gibson. So if he drops like a rock, and he's going to in a lot of leagues, at what point do you say, okay, that's low enough now where i got to buy okay. the guy? Yeah, like seventh round. I mean, it's it's got to be bad. You know, he was going to the second round last year. Didn't make oh. good on that draft position. Played more like a fourth rounder, fifth rounder. And now where he's sitting, I think it, it's got to be, I got to be like seventh round. And and for me, that means that I, I, it probably means I put a lot of picks in other positions. And now I'm just trying to, you know, piece together the running back position. Okay. So I listen to your podcast. It is excellent. Uh, the Fantasy Thanks. Football Weekly Podcast. You've been doing it for, I think, 28 years now. It's amazing. Um, so I know your answer to this, but I was recently betting Damian Pierce to win Rookie of the Year at 50 to 1, 65 oh. to 1. Oh. Charge. I mean, this this is real, right? I mean, the coaching staff, they like him a lot. Davis Mills saying this opens up the offense. And who does he have to beat out here? This guy can't be the number one running back for the Texans? No, he's the week one running back for the Texans, starting running back. I, I think this thing's already over. Damian Pierce, fourth rounder, went way too late in drafts, and, I, and he's got a really special skill set. To be clear, I'm not saying he's Jerome Bettis, but... If you the skill set is similar to Jerome Bettis is a bigger back with amazing footwork and remarkably soft hands in Florida they would they would throw to him on 20 yard seam routes downfield to Damian Pierce and 
it's turned out he can pass protect. We've been watching pass protection, which is a, one of the reasons a lot of rookies don't get on the field right yep. away. His pass protection's been good too. Damian Pierce, he's already already running with the first team. He's effectively already beaten out Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, Royce Freeman. They're not even competition right now. I think he's the week one starter. He's one of the best values in fantasy football, rocketing up my cheat sheet. I liked him to begin with. I've been talking about him since the draft. I lo- liked him to begin with, loved the landing spot. And now we're seeing everything come, come together for him to be an impact player beginning week one. He's my number 18 ranked running back right now. Okay, so that's strong. Uh, do you think people need to be higher on Joe Mixon than what they are right now? Yeah, they do. Now, he's going to, he's going to early second round in most drafts. Um, but what's not to love about Joe Mixon? At a, at a position with, with a lot of question marks, a lot of them. Is Derrick Henry going to come back healthy? Is Christian McCaffrey going to, you know, is the third straight season with injury potentially for him? Is Saquon Barkley really going to bounce back? Is Austin Eckler really going to get all of the work that he got last year, especially when they put a fourth rounder on Isaiah Spiller? I mean, all these question marks. What are the question marks on Mixon? Like, none. You know, defenses have to defend the pass because the passing game for Cincinnati is great. The offensive line gained Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, Lael Collins. PF Pro Football Focus ranks Cincinnati as the eighth best line coming up for this uh, this season. And Mixon gets all the goal line work. This team gave one running back carry inside the five to anybody other than Joe Mixon all of last year, and he was he didn't play in that game. I mean, he gets all the goal line work. There's nothing not to love about Joe Mixon. He's got upside we've never seen in his career before, and he's falling all the way to the second round. I think he should be in play as early as pick number two. He's my number two ranked running back. Let's go to your backyard, wow, okay? With the Vikings, and is there too much hype with Jefferson? Could it, see people think he get a year similar to Cup? To tell us about Jefferson and where he's going, and Cook gets injured a lot. Can we still take Madison high? All right, yeah. Let's talk Minnesota for a minute. So Jefferson nationally is starting to just now. He is passing Cooper Cup as the first wide receiver taken in drafts, and he's going on average, by the way, pick four overall, and. I think it's legit, and I'm not just talking about hometown bias here with uh, with Jefferson and me being in Minnesota. First, he's got the most yards of any receiver in his first two years. You guys already know that, but you also gain quarterback stability in Kirk Cousins. He's thrown touchdown passes in 31 straight games, longest active streak in the NFL. Cousins has never missed a game due to injury. He missed one game last year due to COVID, and the increasing thinking is, is that Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach, he was the offensive coordinator for the Rams. He's going to do for Justin Jefferson what he did for Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup's got this issue with Stafford's elbow that I think has got people just a little bit nervous. And roll that together. And I agree with the consensus. I would take Justin Jefferson as the first wide receiver off the board. Okay. How about Madison? Yeah. So Alexander Madison has been the automatic handcuff to Dalvin Cook. So you draft Dalvin Cook and then, you know, like round 12, you, you take Alexander Madison for those two games every year that, that Cook misses. But at the end of last year, I was hearing a lot of frustration about Madison's vision, lack of instincts. And then this past offseason, we heard reports that I've had validated that the team was not going to extend Madison's contract. He's on the last year of his rookie deal. Then the team in April spent a fourth-round pick on North Carolina's Ty Chandler, which went largely unnoticed because Dalvin Cook is there. But in the first preseason game, they mixed in all their backup running backs, including Kane Wangwu, Ty Chandler, and Alexander Madison. And Madison was clearly the worst out of the three. Right now, I can't tell you who the who 
the handcuff is to Dalvin Cook, and it may, the answer may be no one person. So don't burn that late-round pick on Alexander Madison. This is an evolving situation, and Ty Chandler, who looked awesome, may end up being the backup. Wow, okay. Uh, final couple of minutes here with Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchian. Go check out guillotineleagues.com. To me, the most intense way to play fantasy football in the year 2022. Uh, you're also a big TV show guy as well. Now that the finale uh, aired on Monday night, the show's over with, how do you, th- without giving anything away here for people who haven't yeah. watched it yet, how do you think Better Call Saul stacks up to Breaking Bad? I think it's the better show. I think objectively the better show. Now, Breaking Bad was also a decade earlier when it started. So it had a lot, you know, it, our TV standards have only gotten higher in every regard in a decade. But what Better Call Saul brought to the table was the most relatable human character between the two in Kim. Kim was somebody we could identify with that we never got out of Breaking Bad. Walt and Jesse were amazing characters, but not identifiable characters. And Saul was a caricature as much as he was a character. But Kim was a real-life flesh-and-blood human being in a way that we didn't get from a major character from Breaking Bad. And I think, to me, that's part of what makes Better Call Saul the better show overall. What do you think? Horrible take. I take back what I said. Never (laughs) mind. I I don't respect your TV opinion anymore. You're forgetting that Chuck is one of the worst characters in TV show history. Uh, uh, Listen, I'll tell you. I might agree with you if the show was Better Call Mike. (laughs) <laughs> Mike is awesome, but he's in yeah. both shows. Uh, Chuck, I think you're confusing the fact that we hated Chuck. We loathed Chuck with him being a bad character. Oh, it was it, stupid. It was stupid. You thought it was the, the writing for the first two and a half, three seasons, it was just unexplainable. I, I never, I couldn't get it. A better call, Saul, you mean? Yes, yes. yes the electricity. Give me a break. Come it was on. silly. It was nonsense. Oh, I don't, I, I didn't necessarily, I didn't get caught up in that at all. You needed a rivalry. They needed to have a rivalry between Saul and his brother to help explain his, his crazy path, right? Sure. I'm afraid of electricity is weird and improbable, but I still, still thought in totality, it was a great character and you can see a lot of what drove Saul to become the person he was because of his brother's inability hey. to to find goodness in, in Charge, Saul. I went back and found the letter Anthony Hopkins penned to uh, yep. Brian Cranston. Yep. Anthony Hopkins yep. called it the best acting he's ever seen in his entire life. Breaking Bad. Who's Anthony Hopkins? Okay. Thanks, buddy. Good to talk to you. <laughs> I tease. Have a good week. Hey, listen, of course, of we're not taking anything away from Breaking Bad. You can't tell the story of TV without talking about Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, you're spot. Yeah, you're spot. Take the VEASAN experts with you anytime, anywhere with our full lineup of sports betting podcasts. Visit VEASAN.com slash podcasts to listen to every show on Daily Best Bets with Follow the Money, The Lombardi Line, A Numbers Game, and My Guys in the Desert. Plus, get insights and analysis, get insights and analysis, get insights and analysis, get insights. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 